pressure coming. Are they going to get three in a row? No, he's going to chunk it deep. And the defense is back there. It's going to be a pick. Tipped by Virgil Lemons, taken by Amari Mitchell. Mitchell's on the run across the midfield. 40, 30, to the 20. Can they trip him? He stays on his feet to the 10. Oh, my gosh. He's still going inside the five. They finally get him down. I thought Amari Mitchell was going to score on the craziest return I've seen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable is the right word. Back to pass on first down and looking way down the field. Jarrett unleashes one. He's got a man. It's Cade Leggett. It's a touchdown. The Argos add on. Leggett with his third of the day. Jarrett to Leggett. They are on fire. Handoff and it's Jalen Bussey and Bussey gets through and Bussey may be gone. Midfield 30, 20, 10. They die. They, ball Ball comes loose. Did he get it? They're going to say he stepped out of bounds, I think, inside the five as he dove for the pylon. So the Argos had a little bit of fun on Saturday. Jalen Bussey getting a 67-yard run. Amari Mitchell getting a 62-yard run back off the interception. And in both cases, not quite getting into the end zone, but it didn't matter. They got in eventually. Anyway, 52-6, to a total blowout of Chuan. And now on to the playoffs. Joining us now, as he does every Monday after the game, UWF Argos Director of Athletic Communications, Brian Henry. Brian, welcome back. Sir, go Argos. Go Argos, Andrew. This uh, that was a fun game on Saturday, and I think it was a, it was it was how everybody expected it to go. I mean, you're playing a a winless team, and you're trying to just put a stamp on the regular season. And um, I mean, Caden Leggett had a career day, three touchdown receptions on three catches. I mean, that's that's a perfect day. Yeah, three three catches for three touchdowns. That is an amazing thing. And you know, Chawan for their part did have that one seventy five yard pass. They had. They had 10 seconds of very productive, um, you know, offense, and then the rest of the day was frustrating for them, right? Yeah, I mean, they had a, they've had a season full of disappointments, and that's why you're you finish 0 and 10, unfortunately. Oh, man, that's... you don't like to see that. I mean, obviously, you want to be competitive, but somebody had to have the struggle bus this year, I guess. <laughs> that's right, and they were riding it all year. So. Um, good game to finish on. You know, I did not check the stats. How did we do all year when plagued by penalties? Um, I know we had one at least celebration penalty, but how did we do overall on penalties that game? Um, I mean, I actually checked that yesterday. It wasn't amazing. Um, 12, we had, uh, 12 penalties for a little over a hundred yards, but, right. um, I mean, it's, it's okay. I mean, it, it didn't hurt us that game, obviously right. going forward. You've got to keep those in check. Well, and as we've talked about so many times, the um, the dumb penalties, you know, the emotional penalties, the ones where it's just a choice of walk away or get a penalty, and, it, you know, those are the ones that are going to come back to bite us in these high-tension games against an opponent like Delta State coming up, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's a total different ball game because you will not see a Gulf South Conference crew again the rest of the season because uh, even if they – the rule used to be if two GSC teams are playing, they would use a GSC officiating crew. Um, they changed that, I think, last year. So it is straight up you're going to get a different conference officials watching your game um, that may not necessarily know your reputation or have seen you before. Um, so kind of a clean slate, but you also got to uh, be mindful of that they could have a quick trigger with flags on late hits and, and extra contact as well. Yeah, they haven't they're, – because they're not immersed in the culture of the conference, uh, that's good. They may not know you, your bad reputation for getting penalties. Then again, they may not know what the culture of the conference and the way the refereeing has been done all year long has been cultivated. So, we'll, you know, like you say, we'll see. But this is going to be a tough game for us. I mean, Delta State's a no-doubt opponent, right? 
Oh no! I mean, it, it is. I mean, it was. It's unfortunate that basically that our matchup pretty much came down to geography and trying to save money on flying a, a team out to Delta, um, and that's kind of why we we internally we've kind of been planning for this for about a week and a half to two weeks now, um, knowing that they didn't want to fly anybody in the first round if possible, and unfortunately we get the rematch. The same thing happened in uh, Super Region Three with. Ferris State and Grand Valley State. So you have two of the best games in the first round are happening. I mean, unfortunately, are both rematches. Right. So, well, we did. But we, hey, it's it's the tournament. It's win or go home now. So you just got to go play the games that you're given. Yeah, you got to win against real opponents, and we'll certainly have one against Delta State. Uh, how's Coach doing with this being his first year and making the playoffs? I mean, it's weird to expect something like that, but I think under the Shinnick regime, we did kind of just expect that this would continue. And of course, he inherited a lot of tools, but you got to use those tools effectively, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's going to have a slightly different approach than than Coach Shinnick did, but. Uh, from everything I've seen, he's he's very detailed and knows how to use his staff. I mean, that's the thing. It's with football, you've got over a hundred student athletes that you've got to maintain um, and, and get them all pulling in the right direction and pushing the right way and doing whatever. So you've got to have a, a staff around you that knows how to control and get the messaging to that subset of each position group. Um, and so it's it's all about managing different expectations for different groups, but making sure everybody's end goal is the same, uh, same plan. And he's, he's doing a very good job with that. The, uh, the games, as I recall, for the playoffs are on the online TV in addition to being carried by ESPN Pensacola, 99.1 and AM 1330, but uh, at least you can stream the games usually. Is that right? Yeah, the NCAA partnered with Warner Brothers um, and Huddle to stream – all of the first three rounds. Okay. Um, it's going to be a subscription service uh, this year. That's this is something new they're trying with football, volleyball, and men's and women's basketball. Um, just trying to see how it works uh, in the NCAA tournament. It used to always be free, um, but this year they're they're moving to a, a behind a paywall. So um, it's just kind of something that, that they're trying out to see how it works. It's, yeah, it was some always like nice. It, some don't. it was always nice to be able to watch it without having to pay for it. I certainly understand that as an advocate of uh, things like that. Uh, speaking of uh, was the other sports that have been going on, um, volleyball had the conference playoffs. Is that right? Yeah, they they won their um, the conference regular season title for nice. the eighth straight year, um, and so they will host the GSC tournament this weekend. Uh, there's two matches Friday. We won't play until two o'clock on Saturday. Um, and then the uh, championship match, if we win Saturday, will be Sunday at 1. Great. Uh, another business-as-usual season for Melissa Walter and her team. No, they do fantastic. And men's soccer also, right? They they won their 11th Gulf South Conference championship yesterday up in Huntsville. Uh, beat Delta State 2 to nothing. So we're already starting to beat Delta State uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> um and uh, so, yeah, I mean, they'll find out tonight. Uh, there's the both men's and women's NCAA selection shows are this evening. Um, I don't think the men are going to host. They they were sixth in the region rankings last week, but a couple teams ahead of them all continued to win as well. Um, so, unfortunately, I think both both of our men's and women's teams will be on the road. But, hey, it's a bonus when you, you're only one of the last six or seven in your region playing. It's, uh, it's a, a privilege, not a right to get yep. into the NCAA tournament. 
Most definitely. We'll look forward to them doing well as well. Brian Henry, he is EWF Argos, Director of Athletic Communications. Uh, as always, Brian, thank you for the time, and go Argos. Go Argos, Andrew.